Jen's tirade against poor writing and problematic romance, and I have a cat on my shoulders right now. He is in the recording booth with me, so to speak. Ow, he's clawing my neck. Okay, <laughs> he is hanging out. So, we're back with episode number eight, chapter number eight. As usual, trigger warnings, content warnings, all that good stuff will be in the episode description. And as always, if I have missed any, please let me know. I'm happy to go back and add them. This is their first sex scene. Spoilers. There's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Here we go. We begin with Christian yelling, angry upset at Anna for not telling him that she's a virgin after they have, let me remind you, been on one date. One. One. One singular date. She kind of sort of stands up for herself, at least, thank god, and she's thinking to herself, he says it like it's a dirty word, which, yeah, he's kind of treating it like it's a dirty word. He's freaking out, like, a lot more than he needs to be. I'm sorry, but he's such a fucking drama queen sometimes. This is definitely one of those times. Also, hello, being a virgin is not a bad thing. Being a virgin in your 20s is not a bad thing. Shit, I don't know, being a virgin in your 30s, your 40s, staying a virgin all your life, none of that is bad. Just, like, have sex if you wanna, when you wanna, or just don't whatever. So anyway, Christian is literally is like, may God forgive me for what I'm, you know, doing, corrupting this pure virginal young woman, which again is kind of kink shaming, treating kink like it's this like dirty, shameful thing. And also sort of taking away Anna's agency in this whole thing, I feel like, where he's like, I am solely responsible for bringing you into BDSM, and therefore God must forgive me for this sin that I am committing, which, like, first of all, it's not a sin. It's fine. It's a consensual thing between two or more adults. That's what kink is. Also, like, Anna's going along with this willingly so far. Yeah, you're kind of being a dick about it and just kind of dragging her along and not giving her the information that she needs to come into this safely. But if she really wanted to get out of this situation, she could. She could say no. She could say this is not the relationship for me. It takes two to tango, is all I'm saying. Oh yeah, and then he's like, how have you avoided sex? Tell me. My dude? That's not how that works. That's not how any of that works. So first of all, Anna is 21. 21 is not that old to still be a virgin. Come on. Not everyone loses their virginity at 16. That's a fucking lie perpetuated by media. Second of all, I just said this, but I'm gonna say it again. Have sex whenever you want. Or fucking don't. Whatever. Also, like, you don't necessarily have to avoid sex. It's not like you're just constantly navigating through like a forest of naked people that you're having to like actively try not to fuck every day. I don't know, just everything about how that's phrased is just ridiculous to me. So then Anna's in uh, like interior fucking um, narration, that's the word I'm looking for, uh, Anna's interior narration describes Christian as some kind of monster for being into kink. She's like, yeah, I fin I'm finally interested in this guy and he turns out to be some kind of monster, which yeah, he is, but not because he's kinky, because he's a creepy, overly controlling, manipulative stalker. So then Christian goes, we're going to rectify your situation. So romantic. So romantic. 
So here we go into the first sex scene of the book, and let me tell ya. First of all, here's our first instance of using the phrase down there to refer to Anna's vagina. In the world of so many slang terms for vagina, you're really going with the one from kindergarten. Really, truly, you are. Okay. No, it's not okay. None of this is okay. So as they're like in the bedroom getting undressed or whatever, Christian is saying things like, we'll start your training tonight and it's a means to an end, which Jesus fucking Christ, dude, shut up. Like, I get that you're kinky and you just want to get to the part where you're spanking her or whatever, but like, come on, it's her first time having sex. Can you at least try to let her enjoy it a little bit without saying shit like that? Come on. Oh yeah, so this is one of those places where he at least asks to make love to her, so there's a little bit of consent in these books, but not nearly as much as I would like. Anna describes having sex as doing it. I think she says, oh my god, I'm about to do it for the first time or something like that. Oh yeah, oh my god, I fucking love- So these books, like, the few moments so far where there's been actual legitimate, like, kink have been totally, like, clearly accidental. So for example, Anna spends so much time talking about Christian taking off his shoes and his socks and oh wow oh my gosh christian's feet wow uh girl you definitely have a foot fetish <laughs> it's great oh yeah so the entirety of their conversation about condoms or other protection methods is christian going i assume you're not on the pill and then putting on a condom which my dude other birth control methods exist patch the shot iud's also, STIs exist, which I bring up because it is strongly implying that if she was on the pill, he would have just gone in raw, which, yeah, STIs exist. There needs to be that in your conversation as well. Page 112, I marked out. Oh, yeah, okay, so she's, she's describing getting really turned on, and she says, The muscles inside the deepest, darkest part of me clench in the most delicious fashion. The pain is so sweet and sharp, I want to close my eyes. Pain? Okay. That's another one of those moments where it's like, I mean, I guess everyone experiences the world and describes their experiences differently, but... I don't know if I've ever felt I've ever been so turned on that I feel pain. Like, I, okay, I guess now that I'm thinking about it, when I write erotica, sometimes I do talk about, like, wanting it so bad it hurts or, like, aching for someone, but I feel like that has a different connotation to me than the pain that she's describing in that line. So, I don't know. Your mileage may vary, I guess. She calls her ass her behind and her backside several times in this chapter, if I remember correctly, which, again, out of all of the synonyms, the euphemisms for your ass, honestly, the only one I usually use in erotica is ass because all of the rest of them are not sexy at all. But still, behind and backside are two of the absolute least sexy options you could have chosen. Another weird line, she thinks to herself, I can barely contain the riotous feelings, or are they hormones? Uh, both? Both. Both. Both is good. 
I don't really know what E.L. James was trying to get at with that. Anyway, oh yeah, Christian plays with her foot for a second, and the way she responds, yeah, she definitely has a foot fetish. I'm so happy for her. Christian asks her to masturbate for him, and she says, I don't. Like, could you be any more sheltered and innocent? Like, it's just painful at this point. Oh my god. We get it. She is sheltered and innocent and she's being corrupted by the big bad BDSM man. Stop. <laughs> Holy shit. It's it's just piled on so thick at this point. But on the other hand, I do have to say like if you don't masturbate, that's valid. You know, I mean, I would encourage everyone who wants to be sexually active in any capacity to kind of, to borrow from a meme, explore their body a little bit and kind of get a sense for what they like and what they don't like so that when you do start hooking up, you can kind of give your partner at least a little bit of a blueprint of like what you want to do with them and what you want them to do to you. But also, like, if you just don't want to fucking jerk off, then don't fucking jerk off. That's valid. Whatever. I don't know. I'm not here to tell you how to live your life. Oh, yeah, this- okay, this is another thing that I remember from my initial read-through of the books that comes up a lot and really bothers me. He puts so much emphasis on having Anna stay perfectly still while he does things to her and, like, while he's fucking her and later while he's doing other things to her. And it just feels like he just wants an object to use. He doesn't want a submissive. He wants this perfect little fuck doll, which is an incredibly hot role play to do, but like not every time. I wouldn't, like especially if part of it involves me staying perfectly still and literally pretending to be like an inanimate object, I would not want to do that every time. You know, I want to be able to react and, you know, touch the other person and be involved in the sex that I'm having. But so he tells her multiple times during this scene to stay still and I just don't like it. I, it's weird. So anyway, he's like playing with her or whatever. I think he goes down on her. I don't fucking remember. Who cares? And he gives her her first ever orgasm, which again, we're just piling it on higher and higher with the delicate, innocent, wilting little flower, the sheltered little waif who needs Christian, the big bad BDSM man, to show her how her own pleasure works. I'm going to be saying this a lot but that's a role play that I know some people are into. But in this context, with all the other bullshit going on in this book, yikes. So he says, you're very responsive. You'll have to learn how to control that. Yeah, sure, if she wants to. If, if you guys discuss it and decide that that's going to be part of your kink, fine. But you don't get to just say, this is what's going to happen. This is the kind of sub you're going to be. Because, like, she doesn't even fucking know yet. She doesn't know what kind of sub she wants to be. She doesn't know if she wants to be a sub yet. Like, that takes time and research and experience in some cases. You might not know how you react to a certain kink or a certain sex act until you try it. Also, like, at least in my experience, most doms want a response from their sub. Like, that's one of <laughs> the biggest things they get out of being dominant is eliciting responses from their submissive. I don't know, maybe that's not the case for every dom out there, but I haven't met them yet. Uh, oh yeah, she still can't say pussy, but she can say clitoris, so that's fun. 
Um, and then when it comes time for him to actually fuck her, she's worried that his dick is too big for her, which valid, especially if you have never been penetrated by anything before. Um, and no, for anyone wondering, tampons don't count. But I'm guessing most of my listener base knows that. But in case you don't, tampons don't count as penetrative sex. So anyway, she's worried that his dick is too big. And meanwhile, he has warmed her up with one single finger. One finger. And just kind of says, eh, don't worry about it. Uh, no. (laughs) That's, again, that's not how that works. Um, a lot of people, especially if they have never had penetration of any kind before, will need more penetrative warm-up than one single finger in order to be prepared for something as large as a penis. And especially if there's a worry about whether or not said penis is too big for the receptive partner to take, take some more time, add some more fingers, maybe use some toys that are a little bit smaller than the penis that we're worried about, and see if we can work our way up to something toy or something that the size is a little bit closer to your dick. And then, if the receiving partner is feeling good about it, try your dick. But, uh, the leap from one finger to a big dick is not going to be pleasant for the receiving partner. Oh yeah, also, um, at this point we have said the word clitoris, we have said the word penis, but still no vagina, no pussy, no nothing. That just feels a little bit like internalized misogyny to me. So now we get to PIV and Christian is described as slamming into Anna for his very first thrust, and she feels a pinching inside as he rips through her hymen. Once again, that's not how any of that works. You have someone who seems like has a pretty big dick, has done entirely inadequate warm-up, for penetration, and then just fucking slams in there as hard as he can. Yeah, you're gonna feel some pinching. That's gonna be painful. That's not how you're... (laughs) No! You start slow, and then you build up to faster and harder. Fucking Jesus Christ. Also, that's not how your hymen fucking... No! You don't... Um, okay quick rundown on how the hymen works in case anyone here listening does not know. It does not, like, block your vaginal canal entirely. Well, okay, in some cases it does, but that's like a medical condition and you have to have surgery to fix it. Otherwise, your period can't happen and your blood just like backs up into your vagina and causes problems. So for most people, who have hymens, it's just kind of an extra bit of flesh, like your quote-unquote standard hymen is kind of a crescent-shaped, like a crescent moon-shaped, so it's it's not something that you have to break through in order to penetrate your vagina. Second of all, it can be broken, or not, I shouldn't say broken, it, it can be like torn or stretched or otherwise kind of moved out of the way in all kinds of ways. If you play like rough sports, if you use tampons regularly, sometimes tampons can like stretch it out. There's all kinds of ways that it kind of shifts and changes throughout the process of being a human. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Listen, you know what I mean. You definitely do not have to worry about getting past it in any special way the first time you have sex. 
So in conclusion, don't just fucking ram your cock into someone's pussy the first time you fuck them. But especially if they're, if this is the first time they've ever had something the size of a dick inside them. Don't fucking do that. Ouch. Oh yeah, oh my fucking god. Oh Jesus Christ. Okay, this is, here we go. This is one of those iconic scenes that like got out into the world and became a meme for a while. So she comes a second time, which she compares to, and I quote, the spin cycle in a washing machine. I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna let that sit there in the airwaves for a moment. Her orgasm was like the spin cycle in a washing machine. Like you really, you can't, how the fuck did that line ever make it off of fanfiction.net or wherever the fuck this was first posted on the internet? How did that make through a professional editor? Someone who edits words for their entire fucking job. How do you look at that and go, yeah, that's hot enough. Let's keep that in this romance book. And Christian says, you're mine, only mine, which y'all haven't agreed to that yet. And I know in the world of this book, in the world of E.L. James's mind, monogamy is the default. Monogamy is the only correct way to have a relationship. But in the kink world, that ain't true. So you need to agree to that first. So then he starts fingering her again with his thumb, which I don't know. I mean, okay, I've never had someone finger me with their thumb. Thumb me? Would that be the word? I've never been thumbed, so I don't know, maybe it's really fucking good, but I have my doubts. Anyway, I'm so proud of E.L. James because she finally uses the word vagina after the sex scene is mostly over. Then he puts his thumb in her mouth for her to taste, which is hot as fuck to me, but is not hot as fuck to some people, and in fact is gross to a lot of people, and especially if you have never had sex, never masturbated, are completely unfamiliar with your pussy juices might be kind of a lot. You you really, that's something you need to ask for consent for. Also, it's described as salty, which, okay, clearly E.L. James has never tasted pussy because pussy ain't salty. Uh, semen is, but pussy is an entirely different experience. It's actually sweet. I mean, okay, everyone's pussy tastes a little bit different and taste can change based on what you eat and how healthy you are and where you are in your cycle and yada yada yada. But in the vast majority of my experience, pussy's sweet. And in fact, I have never tasted a pussy that I would describe as in any way remotely salty. So that's my two cents on that. Oh yeah, here we are. I was keeping track of how many times Christian orders Anna to stay still. We're at four so far. And then he, of course, gets hard again almost immediately because romance novels, whatever. And he says, we're gonna go slow this time. Yeah, you fucking should have led with that. Ease her into it, like I said. And then the second time, you can fuck her hard if, if you want to and if she wants to. He also is immediately super good at telling when she's getting close to coming, which, again, 
I have not met every person in the world, I have not met every sexual partner in the world, but in my experience, it takes some time to get to know someone's individual body and individual response to orgasm well enough to be able to predict when they're about to come. Even if it's really obvious when they do come, you know, like even if they get really loud or whatever, like that build up and seeing how close they are, that's like, you gotta know them. You gotta know their responses. You gotta know their bodies. You gotta know what they're like in bed <laughs> really well. So I call bullshit on that. So anyway, they fuck again. They fall asleep. She wakes up later and he is out at his piano, which of course is a Twilight throwback because Edward played piano. She comments that there's blood on their sheets, which, okay, sometimes if your hymen has not been shifted at all before you have penetrative sex for the first time, yeah, sometimes it'll bleed a little bit. But first of all, that's not always the case. And second of all, it's not like a puddle of blood, you know, like it's a few drops. So anyway, just want to throw that out there in case y'all don't know. Anyway, she's out like watching him play piano. She tries to touch his bare torso and he won't let her, which spoilers slightly kind of um, later on in the series, it's revealed that he has some trauma around his torso being touched there's they kind of go through a process of like trying to get to a point where he can let her touch him there that's i'll talk about that later um my point right now is that this is exactly why consent negotiations and boundary setting first before you get into bed with each other is important because yeah like especially i mean not even especially if you have trauma around physical touch but kind of yeah because sex is a very physical act and it involves a lot of touch on a lot of different body parts and if there are any body parts that you don't want to have touched let your partner know so that a they don't accidentally stumble into your trauma and feel like a horrible person and b you don't accidentally have a trauma trigger in the middle of sex it's it's just better for everyone involved so anyway, my last note is that Christian orders Anna several times to get back into bed before she finally does, which once again, my dude, she's still not your submissive yet. Just because you fucked still doesn't mean that she's your fucking submissive. You still can't order her around until she explicitly consents to it. Like, come on, fucking... BDSM 101. So that's that. That's all I've got for you for now. Thank you once again for listening to this week's rant. My name is Lee. You can find my non-sex work social media at allmylinks.com slash artist, and you can find my sex work social media at allmylinks.com slash candykitten. That's candy with an I. This podcast can be found at allmylinks.com slash thecurdledpod. Be sure to check the episode description for the spellings on all of those links. Speaking of links, you can find this podcast's Patreon at that last All My Links link, where you can support this podcast monthly in return for some fun, exclusive content. If you have questions, comments, concerns, or want to make a one-time donation not through Patreon, you can get in touch with me at curdledinkpodcast at gmail.com. And if you can't, don't want to, or don't feel comfortable supporting me monetarily, and trust me, I get it, please rate and or leave a review on your podcatcher of choice, or tell a friend, write a blog post, do whatever you do to spread the word about this humble podcast. That would be so, so appreciated.
Our logo is by Reese Jones at tearlessrainart.tumblr.com. And until next time, remember your rack. That is risk-aware consensual kink. Bye! Is the kitty getting picked up on the mic? I hope he is. Cat, what are you doing? Oh lord. He's climbing on me. Onto the shelves. Jesus Christ, don't hurt yourself, please. Yep, this is okay. Okay, the cat is still climbing on things. Go on. Come on down. You can do it. He's like, no, I can't. I'm stuck. Mama, I'm stuck. You got this. You got this. Yeah, what a good boy. Oh, lordy, there's going to be some bloopers on this episode. So now... We get to bonk. Ooh, we have an all my links now. Oh my gosh. So I'm slowly getting social media and web presence together for this podcast.